Hello, and welcome to the Craft Brewed Music Podcast, the official podcast of Craft Brewed Music, the music discovery app that streams better music for serious listeners. Here we explore and get to know the creators of that music. I'm Brian Horner, founder and curator of Craft Brewed Music, and I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Aaron Stamen, a Craft Brewed Music artist. Hi, everybody. This episode, we'll be talking to Jesse Terry, a fantastic singer-songwriter, and we'll be highlighting music from his upcoming release this week, when we wander, this is a uh, a terrific uh, new album from Jesse. Uh, it was terrific to talk to him, and this was a great listening experience for for me and for Brian. Uh, and I think it's a uh, a listening experience that kind of gets to the core of the craft brewed music experience, which is listeners who want more depth out of their music and want to gain a better understanding of where the artist is coming from. And this is a album that the more listens you give it, the more you get back. And I think Brian and I both kind of went through a, uh, a journey of discovery with this one and uh, got to understand some more layers that uh, we didn't, we didn't capture on the first listening. And we were able to explore those further in our conversation with Jesse. Yeah, I've I've been a huge admirer of his music for uh, years now, and uh, was excited to to get to hear this album uh, before its release. It's out this Friday, May fourteenth, um, and uh, and uh, so you're you're going to get a little preview of it here, and can find more information at jesseterrymusic dot com. We're going to start with the title track, "When We Wander." seems to be a great kind of summary of how you and your family approach all of this your your career your touring uh your your wife uh has i believe took the photograph that's on the cover of this new album yes yeah and uh, that's a really really cool thing to watch play out oh man thank you so much yeah it's definitely uh, our philosophy and uh, you know of course we had to we had to figure out the meaning of the album after the pandemic because we we I wrote and recorded that right before and then I was like oh man like there's no more wandering May 2020 release you know <laughs> when we wander I was like might need to push that back you know but then I mean but then you know we wandered into all these different things like my wife lost her job in March or April 2020 and we had to pivot and like 
you know, I bought a studio and learned how to, I mean, so there's so much, so much more wandering and, um, it was much more brave, I think really than just the traveling that we did before. Yeah, that's a good point. There was a lot of, you know, with all the artists I work with, there was sort of a different kind of wandering. At first, I think it was kind of like walking around in circles in your living room. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and then yeah. figuring out, you know, <laughs> being forced to figure out how to make this all work, this new reality that stretched yeah. into a, a year plus now. I mean, there, yeah, there was a good like two months of like wallowing and like therapy, yeah. intense therapy before we started being proactive. And then I feel like things really did start getting, um, started to change. And there was, there was some silver linings there, some real positive things. I guess from the standpoint of, you know, I I know that you've got a fan base that I think you feel personally connected to, and that feels personally connected to you. Um, and of course you cultivate that by seeing them face to face, but there's also another kind of immediacy, um, from the live streaming and that sort of, those sorts of interactions that, that you did that I imagine builds those relationships maybe in a, in a different way as well. Yeah. It, you know, it was actually, I was down in, um, just making a covers album, like a 22 song covers album that we just wrapped like last week. And, um, we'll just wrap tracking on it. Um, so I had to pause the live streams, like my weekly live streams, just cause there's so much work that goes into it and, um, promo and stuff. And like our last, you know, our last weekly show, it felt like a real chapter ended and it was really, it was quite emotional. You know, I was just like, wow, why am I so emotional about this, this time and this year I spent with these people that became kind of like family and this really, um, kind, like loving community that showed up every week. It was, it was, it was very cool and very weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I guess, you know, there were a lot of touring musicians who found themselves home with their families and that was a silver lining. Um, but since you tour with your family, was it different to have that much time to figure out what it meant to live in one place together? Yeah, it was, it was really different. We started doing things like, um, you know, maybe we should clean the apartment and like, like (laughs) decorate, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And, um, you know, but, but yeah, like it was, it was weird being in one place and also, you know, even though we travel together, so much of that is so busy, you know? So, yeah. um, having all that time with my wife and my daughter, Lily, like it just, it was wonderful, but I think also it wasn't all pot, like it, it was positive, but it was, there was a lot of change that was a little painful as well. Like just, um, I think it was a, a, a time where we, we realized that maybe we needed to work on ourselves a bit more, which I'm really, I'm really grateful for now, but just things I didn't have time for before, or maybe it was too busy to notice. Hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So, so, so are you resuming, uh, I mean, obviously things are unfolding, uh, uh, in a, uh, in a cautious fashion, but do you envision, uh, re-engaging with the road as you were before? Or do you think this, uh, this time, together and doing the work and changing the perception of the family is going to change how, how this is going to look when you go back on that road again as a family. Um, no, I, I think it'll go back like to how it was. I mean, partially because we love it. Um, although I, I, I do think there'll be a little bit more balance and, um, we'll realize we need to take care of ourselves a little bit better. Like not like with drinking and drugs, but like, 
sleep at like not 200 shows a year um, right like like yeah. a day off just to do a family yeah. time and not <laughs> just like yeah just road a little time bit more of that up. you're still yeah. gonna have the drinking and drugs though right well the drinking right. and drugs yeah i'm never gonna get rid yeah. of that I mean, don't, don't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't get crazy man like right no it's it, it you know it was um there's only a way one way the kids can learn too prop, <laughs> i mean use that stuff. yeah i mean show them don't tell them you know <laughs> <laughs> no but it it's um it's it's funny because I mean I think I really really love traveling and touring and so does my wife um, and Lily actually really loves it too she thrives she's thrived on it um, and just gets bored at home I that's our biggest concern at home uh, but also you know as Brian and and probably you know too Aaron I mean it, the the music the current music economy is just not set up properly for like recorded music you know so. Mm-hmm. You have to tour that much. So if I want to continue to do this for a living, which I do, um, I need to get back to that really full schedule. And you know, there's uh, the touring and the and the the positives of all of that. I'm sure there's also a lot of um, you know a lot of times of doubt and a lot of challenge, obviously for for all of us that work in the business. The song "Just Out of Your Reach" struck me as kind of a song about sticking with it. Yes, yeah. Just out of your sight. Just Close. Out of your sight. <laughs> I even typed it wrong here. I'm looking at a note that's wrong. <laughs> Are you not prepared for this interview? What, I, it's so what close. It was the one word. Um, <laughs> it is oh. John, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad you didn't call me Terry. Most people just call me Terry. Terry. <laughs> Terry. I've been listening to your work all day. <laughs> <laughs> the song Just Out of Your Sight seems like it's one about uh, kind of sticking with it. And, um, yeah. and pushing through those walls. Is, yep. Am I hearing exactly. that correctly? Yeah, it was actually like advice from my wife, who's just been really amazing because she she moved from New Zealand to to marry me after we we met in the South Pacific. And um, there's been many times over the last ten years where I've said, you know, let's just move back to New Zealand, like, and leave a lead a simple life. You know, like um, this this road can be like so devastating and so stressful at times. Um, and then, you know, she's always responded with, you know, you'd be crazy without music, you know, you'd go crazy without music. And, and, you know, inevitably the next time I play some magical show or have some amazing thing happen, I'm just, it fills me with like the, the greatest happiness. She says, hold on for just one more song. Lay down with your six string in a grave if I'm wrong But I know you too well Better than you As you tumbling, plummeting Roller coaster rumbling I've seen it with my own eyes And it sure as the river is wide So that's what that that's what that song is about, you know, pretty much not moving to New Zealand and quitting music and being a sheep farmer, I presume. And being, yeah, well, actually, that that's partly what it came from. Well, not sheep, but our our friends have a goat farm there um, where they they make goat milk. And I, I think they said at one point, you know, 
if things get, you know, if your career gets tough over there and you need a break, just come over here and we'll give you a job. There's always uh, goat milk. Milking yeah. the goats, you know? Yeah. And so. Uh, and there's a certain and, appeal and I, to that, I bet. Yeah. I mean, if you visited their farm and there's like a mountain range on one side and they're like a half an hour from like the ocean and they're surfers and like, you know, there's times where you're like, that doesn't sound too bad. You know? yeah. It doesn't sound bad. And I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've been, I've been to New Zealand and that's what, when I imagine running away, uh, that, that's, that's the place I, I, I do imagine. And there are yeah. just plenty of, uh, ruminant quadrupeds roaming the island that uh, I would happily take care of as a, as, as a second career. <laughs> yes. So, so Jesse, yeah. do you think they're accepting applications for goat milkers from anybody or is that offer only good? I mean, I think you? I could I think probably, he's got an like, inside. I could get yeah. you in maybe <laughs> you and Aaron. Um, <laughs> I love, I love the line. Uh, we'll lay down with a six string and a grave if I'm wrong. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That wasn't her exact line, but that was definitely like, an inter interpretation of her, of which, you know, what she said, you know, I'd read that it's the first album, uh, that you wrote since having your daughter, Lily. And, um, yeah. to be honest, I was expecting, um, a, a, because I've seen, you know, I, I follow your social media stuff and I've, which Lily is a very prominent part of, cause she's adorable oh, and, yes, uh, yeah. and you're obviously and rightfully in love with her as Aaron and I are with our daughters. Um, I expected an album full of songs like if I were the moon, you know, I was expecting right. that. And, um, dad rock. Da dad yeah. rock. Yeah, no, but just <laughs> an album of like, you know, yeah. love songs to your daughter and, um, which, which it is in a way, but, but it's really interesting, um, how much else is there and stuff that I didn't, um, necessarily expect. Uh, the song in spite of you, uh, seemed to kind of get, to the heart of the matter. And then there were a number of other ones, um, little fires, yeah, uh, the yeah. innocent ones, different, you know, different, um, ways of talking about the implications of having a child. And I'm, I'm really curious to kind of hear I about that. that side yeah. of this record. You know, I got, I got that little note from my manager saying, you know, we'd like to delve into some of these songs. And I was like, I was like, ah, oh, yeah, my boy, Brian wants to get dark, you know, let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's go there. Cause yesterday I did like, I recorded two podcasts yesterday, like about fatherhood and it was just like incredibly positive. So I'm like, so ready to go there. So <laughs> let's, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, you know, you're, um, you know, I've, I've known you for what, 10 years or so and, um, yeah. you know, listen to your music and always see you with that smile on your face and, um, you know, just kind of think of you as, as this sunny guy, you know, with these beautiful melodies and this beautiful voice and, um, huh. and the, that beauty is still here, of course, but, but I, I was just really interested and intrigued by some of the subject matter. Oh man, well, that's a, thank you. I mean, yeah, I'm happy to talk about, you know, I'm an open book as you know, and, um, but I'm so happy to talk about that and also so happy that, um, you knew what I was talking about and responded in that way because I mean, yeah, it's like really important to me that I'm always working on myself and um, I am a pretty happy person, but I think it's like a real choice. Um, and part of that is like expressing those things through, through song, you know, and, um, and also knowing that like, I'm not the only one, like that's the, that's the great thing about being open about these things is that, you know, um, whenever you travel, you just realize that like, Every, every almost everybody had a really screwed up like <laughs> thing happen to them, you know, or can relate or multiple things. Yeah. So it's 
it's really comforting in that way, you know? So, um, yeah. So yeah, let, let me know what you'd like to know. So my relationship with you, Jesse, was started out, you know, solely uh, with uh, with listening to your to your music, uh, and my impressions uh, were similar to what Brian's talking about. It's like this sounds like a guy who just sees, uh, you know, the silver linings everywhere. He's got an incredibly uh, positive outlook on life, and like this music just kind of breathes uh, positivity and optimism. And then I, then I, you know, ran across in spite of you. I said, oh, yeah, it's too dark. There's a gritty (laughs) underbelly here and it makes me so happy because this is, this is what, this is what I gravitate toward. But Brian, Brian knows that I'm a, uh, a, a, um, a Russian literature, in particular Dostoevsky fan. So, which means I do believe that beauty will save the earth, but that's in spite of all evidence to the contrary. And so I right. need I need the background <laughs> to be really ugly. Uh, yeah, and this this yeah. song this song is a great example of uh, of of surmounting uh, the reality that we that we grow up in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I love that, and I love that I love that people can be optimistic and and happy and and see the silver linings, but also like experience like express um, what they went through and. Um, things they've overcome and that's the beauty of songwriting to me so so thank you i mean as much as i really love singing about happy things as well like in spite of you was like uh such such a powerful song for me to write because you know i got sent away to like reform school institution kind of kind of thing at like 13 and that was that's that's what that song's about this place this horrible place i went um and kind of, you know, all these people with their kind of psycho analysis and, and all their behavior modification techniques that I never thought were a good idea for, for children. And I still don't, you know. Um, mm. So I've never forgotten that place. And it's kind of been a motivation um, for me to be like, okay, you can you could throw me in a, in a padded room when I was 13, but I'm still going to grow up and like, you know, find, find my love and marry, have a successful marriage and have a successful career and a child and stuff. It's been a real, like a real motivating force for me. And it almost sounded like you were speaking on behalf of some of your friends there, some of, some people maybe who you shared that experience with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's quite sad really. Like I'm a part of, you know, these Facebook groups where it's all kind of alumni of the school and, um, so many of the kids took their lives, you know, like whether it was right after we left or it was, you know, there's somebody just this like a few months ago. So it's been kind of, you know, to be honest, it's been kind of a sad journey to follow and to see like how, how few of them did well, you Mm -hmm. know, to just to be totally honest, I wish I could say, yeah, like after the school, they all went on to like be happy and successful. And it's like, it's just not the case, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a refugee situation where you're kind of, you know, keeping in touch with the other people who, uh, who, you know, who made it through the camps and some got the other side and some, you know, some didn't make it as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's a, it's amazing that like, I've never seen one post from anybody. And this, and this is like a school that like, I mean, costs like, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to go to. My, my school system paid for it. Um 
I've never seen one post of gratitude, you know, and this is like, I mean, how many years later? It's like 20, you know, 28, 29 years later. So it's amazing that that school is still going, you know, and I wish there was something I could do about it. I actually, I wrote a, I think I did a Facebook post once or something on it and like named the school and different people. I never do stuff like that, but I just did one day. And like, I had a lawyer friend say like, you better take that down, like before you get sued. Um, So kind of my way of expressing um, my feelings about that school and, you know, just some of the other situations I was put in as a child that I felt were kind of out of my control. It was just good to kind of put some of those things down onto paper and sing, sing about them. In spite of you, I'm singing my song, telling stories that feel more like motion pictures. Cause the sermons that you sold me all were fakes. In spite of you, I'm finding my way. In spite of you, grown up and like so many friends who knew you and since have fallen guess all the innocence you stole was just too much in spite of you I kept enough but I remember everything Tears a telephone once a week Smoke signals that were never seen by anyone Who had the means to rescue us From my window panes with taillights Lit up drops of rain and dangled freedom We could almost taste when mom and dad were safe at home Spin and wake up in the afterglow. In spite of you, I am her home. You can't erase the life of wrongs with uniforms and emerald lawns, auburn horses, brushed back hair, mysterious. It's 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 um it's very powerful that uh, you know you think of a place that's that malignant as being kind of dark and gritty and institutional, but you're you know it has all the trappings of something that's you know, supportive and um and and friendly and well organized with the uniforms, the emerald lawns, and 
yeah, the, the wisteria yeah. floating in the summer air and all these kind of the trappings of a, uh, of a, of a extremely positive experience. And yet there's this, the, the padded rooms are just out of sight. Um, and it's, there, there's, there's an ominous nature when you, when you fall into that chorus and that kind of wash of, uh, of minor chord comes in the back. Yeah. That like funeral organ too. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about that. You represent musically <laughs> the darkness of the place. And then in the verses, the, you know, what you were able to, how you were able to transcend that, you know? Right. Oh um, yeah. I don't know whether that was conscious, but that struck me after having, you know, several listenings. I'm not sure it was. You guys really, what an amazing job you guys did listening to my, my work. Thank you so much. I'm really, uh, I'm honored. We really like am. music. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We, can't, we can't remember the titles of your songs. We, we, we did, we did okay. listen to them. <laughs> oh, I can't either, man. I'm in the middle of like album release. I don't know my, my middle name right now. So, um, so Ghost Stories which I believe yes. is the correct uh-huh. title. Uh-huh. Uh, it sounds like, yes. like that's also kind of what we're talking about here. These are, these are some of the stories and some of the, 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 the backstories of life that you're uh, opening the door to in this period. Yeah. I, yeah. I think like that song, I think, you know, as you were talking about, like, you know, the, the song, if I were the moon is like that big, you know, beautiful song to your daughters about love and protection and stuff. And, the other songs are so related to her though. Um, you know, just ghost stories kind of being, having the strength to leave, um, some of your old ghosts behind and realize that like, once you have a child or even like once you're in a relationship, like, like you have nowhere, nowhere left to hide. You know what I mean? Like you either, you either make changes, um, or it's going to affect that relationship or, or end it. You know what I mean? So, um, I just took that responsibility really uh, extra strong, you know, when I had a child because um, I knew I knew what could happen if I didn't if I didn't if I wasn't a great parent to her, you know. So, mm. and that starts with me leaving behind any any crap that I have. It's leaving it behind, but it's not whitewashing it either. It's, it seems to me the point of this song is that you know we all have a checkered past. We're all somebody else's red flag in a relationship, but uh, right. We're also embracing those things that maybe were mistakes, maybe that were, you know, uh, less desirable aspects of our character and saying, yeah, it's part of me too, but yeah. uh, I'm also able to, to overcome that and be the person you need to be, you need me to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you're so right, Aaron. Cause it's, yeah, you can't, you can't whitewash it. I've tried that. Like, um, that's a great thing. I mean, you can't, and you shouldn't be ashamed of it either. It's like, um, you know, here's what it is. Here's what I want to get better at. Um, and then I think also it's like this, this ability to, to trust, um, someone and know that like the person you're with is not the person maybe that you grew up with, you know what I mean? And not putting them in the same box, you know, I think that's like such a big part of it too, but you're right. It's, it's definitely not whitewashing it, you know, that, that don't work. (laughs) (laughs) And then then in the song you offer that as well. Right. To your partner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, and that was like, even though I wrote it before COVID, like that was, it's almost like that song was like a premonition about what my wife and I worked on during that year. Not that we had a bad relationship before. It's just that it just had like every relationship, it had really a lot of room to grow. Um, and I just had, I, you know, had a lot of room to grow as a person. So, 
Um, so that I, that was a silver lining that I'm really grateful for. Some ghost stories I'd love to tell. Don't want to scare you away, so I've kept them to myself. Distant shadows I've never explained. It's easier to ride these rusty rails, tip my hat like some righteous saint. Lock myself in shackles by a window down the hall. Oh, I was a single whisper smoke. I was naked to the eye, barely flesh and bone. Someone long forgotten when you said hello. Yeah, and, and sharing some of those things that maybe, uh, you know, you, you find off color about your past, uh, you know, create a space through that vulnerability to, to, to deepen your relationship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because then, you know, my wife doesn't have to feel funny about, you know, what's wrong with her and I can, I can lift her up, you know, it made me more conscious of what I could give to her as well, if that makes any sense. <laughs> do you want to do you want to list for our listeners what's wrong with your wife or do you want to just we move on and, you know, or do you want to just we'll move on to the next one maybe he's, he's texting his he's texting his lawyers right now moving on moving on <laughs> no she's she's my wife is like a dream she really is she's she's the kindest person i mean um that's it's very part- clear watching you from afar that you adore your wife I adore her. Yeah. I mean, but, but yeah, I, I did have to like get a better understanding of her and realize just truly how, um, how pure she is and like how sensitive she is. And it just didn't make sense to me because she's such, you know, she's such a gorgeous, um, woman, you know, and she's, she's such an amazing woman. And I can't, I can't believe that I need to, to tell her that more, but I, but I do, you know, Mm -hmm. So um, you touch on that in Barefoot Child, right? From the Empty Seat on a Plane album. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's nice, one of my Brian. favorite songs. Yeah. 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 She is just a very, um, one of the purest people that I've met, like one of the purest hearts, you know, just no, there's no, no guard up there, you know? I keep so, a guard up myself. Big, big wall. Three, You've yeah. got a big wall. No problem. <laughs> It's been a problem in our relationship, Brian. I think never get through that thing. Yes. I'd like you to take a page from Jesse's book and <laughs> tell me some of your ghost stories. We're going to take a quick intermission for a word from our sponsor, which is us. Craft Brewed Music is a curated streaming service that streams better music for serious listeners. Sometimes we hear that people want to hear more of the songs we play on the podcast. There are a couple of ways to hear more Craft Brewed Music. 
You can download the app from the App Store or Google Play and get a free trial. Or you can become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, linked in the description of each episode, and get exclusive bonus episodes containing extra music and a sampling of our other artists. We'll help you discover music off the beaten path so that you become the person your friends turn to for recommendations, and we split our income with the artists. Craft Brewed Music, better music for serious listeners. To hear samples and find out more about us, visit craftbrewedmusic.com. In, in spite of you was kind of a, a, a gateway for me after I, I've kind of lifted the veil of like, wow, this is like really, you know, positive, make me feel good music. I was like, oh, that's that one's a little different. Then I started looking more into the other tunes and I was like, oh, this is this is lurking beneath a bunch of these. Yeah. And my favorite uh, of, of these songs is Little Fires. Uh, I like that one, too. I almost thought that should be a single, but um I, lo- I love that song. I, it's a great tune, and I I misread it uh, or misheard it the first time as the little fires being, you know, fires of ambition, fires of creativity, the mu- the muse, and things that drive you ahead. And I was like, oh no, oh, yeah. these, these these are more sinister. These are things yeah. that you can't get rid of that are <laughs> that are part of part of you and how your and how your brain works. And mm-hmm. uh, even when times are good, they're still they're still kind of lurking in the background. Yeah, man, you you got me. Yeah, and that there's no sense in yeah. denying that, you know, that that's not helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can talk. Do you want me to just tell you the, the scoop on that? I don't think Go I've told it. anyone this yet. We, um, we didn't want to compel you, but uh, but we kind of do. We want to have a craft food music podcast exclusive on this. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's like, it's like, what are you, what are you hiding from, you know? And if someone, if someone doesn't like you because you're honest about stuff like that you know it's like well then who needs them you know what i mean yeah yeah um but yeah that's so another big 2020 thing was um so just just a little background so i i was a staff writer on music row in nashville after uh graduating from berkeley Mm -hmm. which was kind of my dream job and well it was my dream job at the time and it was a lot of fun but it was extremely stressful um Mm -hmm. And Nashville as a whole was pretty stressful for me, actually. Um, and after five years of doing that, I lost that gig. And I kind of put everything into that, including like lots of debt and stuff, you know. So um, I just I just came down with some really bad anxiety, you know, really bad. And so I, I went to a doctor and they're like, oh, just I'll give you this pill. And like, it's totally safe and it'll take care of it, you know? And, and so I said, okay, you know, and then I went to another doctor and they said, oh, that's really addictive. Like, here's this pill, you know, to be take that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, uh, so I did, you know, and, and, um, and, and all these great things happened after that, you know, I met my wife and I was able to start touring and kind of manage this anxiety and, and everything. And, and then just quit, after a while, you know, I started noticing that maybe there were things about me, like I, I was, I had some road rage or, or I'd lose my temper with people I loved or this and that. And so I decided to wean off this drug in, um, <clears throat> in <clears throat> excuse me, frog in my throat, in 2020. And, <clears throat> you know, of course, totally legal drug that I'm prescribed and everything, but mm-hmm. apparently it was a large dose. Um, and uh, like I said, I really haven't told anybody that um and little fires was about 
that kind of just that anxiety creeping like around everywhere, which, which really made performing and everything, uh, you know, very difficult. So, um, now I've weaned down to like where I'm almost completely off the drug, but I had to do it with a lot of, um, we already like exercised every day and, um, I haven't drank in like, you know, six years, you know, done any drugs, anything like that. Um, so we were already working on that kind of stuff, but we started doing like meditation and mantras and just really learning about, um, how to curb anxiety, how to do different things, um, different foods. Um, so that was a big thing for me during 2020 that I'm, I'm actually super proud of, you know, um, and I can't wait till I'm totally off it. Yeah. I mean, it's a great example of something that wouldn't have been possible with your regular schedule. I would imagine. No, no. Yeah. I mean, that stuff has to be, you know, that's the kind of stuff like with, with benzos, like it, it can be, I read, you know, of course you don't want to Google it, but like I read an article that Stevie Nicks said it was like a million times harder to quit than like cocaine, you know? And there's just so many horror stories out there. So, um, it's the kind of thing where you have to go into a rehab if you go cold Turkey. So you have to wean off it so slowly, which is what I've done. Um, and you know, not that it's not that it changes you, um, like completely and that, or that the anxiety goes away, but it's been really great kind of like rediscovering myself and also just seeing some real positive effects from going off that just being, you know, almost completely natural now. And not that that's for everyone, but, um, for me, it was a really great thing. Yeah. That's, that's a, uh, that's a, that's an inspiring, um, parable, I think for, uh, for songwriters in particular, I think, and probably more of us, uh, struggle with that than, uh, than don't. Um, I know it's probably like about like half the songwriters listening are like, yep. I'll, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, it's like, should I up my Xanax right now? <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is um, why I don't, I never want to say like, you know, judge about that or, or pull a Tom Cruise or anything like that. It was just for me personally. Um, I noticed some really beautiful changes and I noticed the, the, you know, pupe my, the blue of my eyes, um, popping out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's just been a really amazing thing to go through. And, um, I'm just grateful I've had the chance to do that. Cause yeah, before that it little fires outside my window and my, my grandpa had it and my, my, it runs in my family, you know? Mm. And, um, Mm -hmm. so, uh, you know, I do, I do hope though that people listen and, and, and people who haven't taken it at least just have that education that they need kind of because they're just given out so freely, you know, they are, they are. Um, so it'd be good, good to tell people that this is like a serious thing that if you need it, that's one thing. But if you, if you can find natural ways to, to get around it, it's going to be a bear to get off, you know? Slow and easy, but what good is lying to your 
myself There's little fires outside my window Little fires out of the corner of my eyes Little fires beneath the surface I can't put about this song is that it um uh in sharing the experience with these little fires uh you can normalize it for people as well and even though you can try to treat it pharmacologically you can get off the medications and find out ways to use your own native brain chemistry through meditation and mantras and exercise to uh to help manage it we still live with it it doesn't it doesn't totally go away and it's a part of us. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I wonder how much, you know, cause it's, it's just so common amongst creative people, how much of it is essential? Like, you know, the pain from our past and the mistakes of our past, how much is the anxiety essential to the creative process? Right. Yeah. That's a good question. I mean, but I don't think it'll ever go, you know, like you said, it won't go away completely. I think it's still a, you know, probably still be a lifetime struggle just like, we all struggle with different things, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, just like, I think it's really important. Like, you know, I have to exercise every day, you know, I have to, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. I'd rather do that than, um, than take that pill every day. Yeah. But you've also accepted that maybe it's, you know, maybe it's, you know, chemistry or faulty circuitry and that's something you're going to, you're going to have with yeah. you. Uh, but but you figured out other ways to manage it. Yeah, well, I think I've also learned that I, you know you can you can kind of reprogram your your brain at times. And um, something really amazing that I learned recently was just that you know your brain can't sense um, real and like imagined events. It can't sense the difference between them. So mm-hmm. if you know it doesn't know the difference between the the um, the F you got in your paper on your science paper in eighth grade and like what you imagined is the bad stuff you imagined was going to happen at your live concert, you know, so Mm -hmm. that's made up. So it's really changed my whole outlook to be able to, to visualize things and to, um, and to, you know, try to become a master of of visualization. Hmm. That's great. 
Yeah, it's just I think it's amazing that your brain doesn't know the difference. I never, I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the things we experience in reality, things we experience in our dream world. Like our emotional response to that is is equivalent. It doesn't it doesn't delineate that at all um, until you you know you you reach the next day. You're like, wow, that was that was terrifying. Yeah. But it makes no sense that that like. <clears throat> purple brontosaurus would actually be in my yard. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Speaking of purple brontosaurus, this is a nice segue back to Lily. Um, Yes. Yeah. I I mentioned um, if I were the moon earlier, um, which is a, which is a really beautiful little love song to your, to your daughter. And I think you, I think I read in the little blurb you sent over that that was the first song you wrote for her. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And did you play yeah. it for her? And did she, was she old enough to, to kind of get that and have a reaction to that? Yeah, she, she, um, she does have a reaction to it, um, more and more every day. And we're actually working on like a children's book adaptation on that oh, as cool. well, which yeah. she really likes. Cause you know, we tell her Lily Grace is in it and, mm-hmm. uh, she loves that. And yeah, it's been really special. I think it'll, and it, I think it'll be a special gift for her as she gets older. Absolutely, yeah. If I were the moon I'd light all your back roads You wouldn't need no headlights I'd always be singing and and your and your voice which are um which are very unique and i I love your approach to uh to to melody it's very um it's 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 very uh logical and and the phrasing is is beautiful and one of the things that uh, that brian and i both find interesting is that you know for people who are you know songwriters um and you started out with that as your profession initially, um, you know, sometimes, uh, the, uh, uh, the vocal performance that the, uh, you know, the songwriter gives is not, you know, I'm thinking Towns Van Zandt and John Prine and people who are amazing songwriters, but not the most ornamental of singers yet. You have the, the goods, uh, as well when it comes to, uh, vocal performance, and making things ornate and adding falsetto where it's where it's due, um, and what I really like about your singing, and I'm and I'm kind of going back to uh, uh, just out of your sight uh, as an example of this, 
uh, is that there's a restraint where, where you, you have the chops to do a really or, ornamental uh, vocal line, uh, but you, you really save it uh, and keep it simple where it needs to be simple. And I think that's extremely effective uh, oh, in your songs. Cool. Cool. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to do the, um, the Mariah Carey stuff, like <laughs> in that exactly. kind of music or, you know, like you said, unless it's called for, um, yeah, I mean, I love like, I love Linda Ronstadt as a, she's like maybe my, maybe my favorite singer, like probably my singing idol, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, in my opinion, maybe one of the most versatile and best singers ever, um, but really she got that across mainly with just that tone of her voice and that incredible emotion in her voice. Like she didn't, she didn't mm-hmm. do a ton of like flowery stuff really, you know? Yeah. Um, but man, what, a, you know, what a, the, the, the actual sound of that instrument is like, whoa, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah. I had a realization about, about, you're singing and I've, I've always just been in love with your voice and your melodies. And I realized in the last week or so listening more, you know, carefully in a different way, uh, in preparation for this, that what it is, I think, is that, um, you shape not only your phrases, but even individual words and notes at the level of exquisiteness that say a classical musician would, you know, shape a phrase and notes. And it's like, you know, I went to, to classical music school for saxophone and I studied, I studied cellists. I learned how to, how to do that. Um, and most, you know, most singer songwriters, most popular musicians using that term really broadly, um, you know, are not approaching it at that level of, um, uh, minute care. And so I'm guessing that that's somehow natural to you. But is that something that you're aware yeah. of, or something you've aimed aimed for? No, I'm not. I'm not aware of it. Um, that's really cool, especially because you know this re- this album was recorded live, so I didn't have. Yeah. I was playing guitar too, and didn't really have time to think of it. So that that was that's a real compliment. That's that's yeah, really great just, that I was able to do that without you know really putting too much thought into it. Just pretty yeah, much I think just it's emotion. Just a, and, yeah, musicianship and, and dynamics and. So yeah, that's good. Thanks, Brian. That that means a lot. I mean, these I've made two albums since that are coming out later this year. Um, you know, and I, I I did they weren't live, of course, because they were lockdown albums, and that I spent more time on the on the vocals. Um, so it'll be interesting to play those for you too. Yeah, and, like, no, that was that sucked. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not working anymore. That's that's something I've I've noticed on your (laughs) I've noticed on your other records too. I think it's just how you sing, you know, which is which is. I think so because this, I mean, it must be because this is the first one I've done, you know, totally live, like playing and singing, you know, a la um, Jason Isbell and and Neil Young. um, It kind of pisses me off because I work really hard, you know, (laughs) to learn how to do that, and you're like, no, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh man I'll, I'll take i'll take the compliments as, as you know this this business is so humbling so sure. I, I carry those compliments with me and they they mean a lot <laughs> if, if if you're uh, able to divulge i'm kind of curious that you mentioned the uh, album of covers that you, yeah. you just made what what uh, give, give me a sampling of uh uh if you're at liberty to do so what what what, what are the ones you selected yeah yeah <clears throat> 
There's 22. Do you, would you like? <laughs> well, I guess I'm, 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 uh, no, say them, I, recite no, them I in order. <laughs> I, I won't do all of them. But no, I'll give you, no, I'm just playing. I'll give you a little, like, so um, I think we we're going to call it Forget Me Nots. It's a, you know, these songs that I, I can't get out of my head. Um, besides like the songs that the people that are too close to me, like no, we had like a no James Taylor rule, like no Neil Young, um, Springsteen. Um, but so let's see, I'm just looking at the track list. Like here's Gershwin, Tom Petty, um, Carol King, Crowded House, Tom Waits, um, Dylan, Joni. Will it be available on vinyl? That's, I don't think so just because, well, there's 22 songs. So unless I, even if I cut. Oh, yeah, that'll take. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of money. You could do like a three LP set or something. That's affordable. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Vital super super cheap these days. I think you can monetize that. I think that'll be. In this day and age, that's a really sound advice. Just just stick with me and Brian. We we can give you the best advice for how. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a vinyl guy, you know, like. I love vinyl so much, but um, that uh, we yeah. should talk about the vinyl on your new record looks uh, looks pretty. Oh man, yeah, that is that's we, you know we should also mention vinyl. for uh, for people listening the album that we've been talking about when we wander is out this Friday, May fourteenth. Um, yeah, and uh, so yeah, it's obviously digital and streaming and CDs and this really amazing is it called Sea Glass Wave? Yeah, vinyl Blue Sea Glass Wave. It's like. The, the wave part of it is so cool because it's just, I mean, well, you just have to see it. It looks, it looks like a work of art, really. I mean, it was, it was ex- as expensive as a work of art. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> but worth yeah. it. Well, I'm going out to buy a turntable today and uh, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm planning to get, yes, Aaron. to get one of these. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah. I'm a, I'm also a vinyl guy. And, and like Aaron said, he's getting a, turntable today it's funny because you know we we run craft brood music which is a streaming service i did this blog post once that i was a streaming service founder that didn't like streaming which is puts yeah. me in an odd place but the whole thing you know <laughs> at craft brood music we're about the music discovery you know here's some amazing stuff and now go track down more of it if you're so inclined you know whether that be vinyl or or whatever yeah but, uh, no i love i love craft brood, brood music and it it's so cool i mean i get i get larger checks from from that than Spotify. <laughs> well, that's a uh, that's great to hear. That makes me feel good. You know, that's yeah. It was just and and I dig Spotify too. It's just a hard sure. like obviously it's a horrible business model for you know it's like yeah it's like selling lobster rolls for for one cent you know like it's great for the buyer right. you know exactly yeah <laughs> and it's you know and it's and it serves its purpose and and I use it and I use Apple Music and everybody does and we're not trying to replace that but um, I'm glad to hear you say that about craft brew music obviously we're always working hard to make those checks bigger but um you know um as people i think know i'm also an artist manager and i and i really developed that i sat down and said what you know what could i build if i had some investment money and craft brew music is ended up being the answer to that question what could i build to help my clients you know and many other artists so that is the goal you know i i I designed the whole thing with my manager hat on and and, yeah uh, yeah thank you and it's yeah. just fun shining a spotlight on music like yours and, and all the other stuff we talk about here. Wow, yeah. Thank, thanks so much. A, a platform to yeah. discover uh, musicians like Jesse Terry and then go out and buy their albums on vinyl and yeah. listen to it as exactly. they were conceived. Yep. Yeah. 
that's the best of both worlds right there. You can yeah. get that. <laughs> times to be reborn Ten rooms with dead bulldogs doors Lately I feel like hiding The lights draw me in To paint a canvas all over again And meet a stranger who knows where I've been Maybe it feels like flying As we're hanging in the stars for listening. Craft Brood Music, both the podcast and the streaming service, has the mission of promoting this music and these artists. We can't do that without ears on the music. So if you like what you've heard here, we're going to ask two small favors. First, tell someone about the podcast. Secondly, go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Craft Brood Music app, and try a free two-week trial of the streaming service. For more information, visit us at craftbroodmusic.com. Thanks again, and see you next time.